0: enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with cube from first arkansas bank and trust member fdic
1: Washtop well, baptist per usual picked near the top of the gack in the preseason it was almost a dead heat with harding i think the bisons had maybe a vote or two more in the poll but you know predictions Wes, as we found over the years not always to be counted upon although i hope some that we've heard of lately come to pass like Wally Hall's prediction on the Razorbacks this season so anyway let's head down to Arkadelphia check in with Todd Knight head coach at Washtenaw Baptist and coach it's good to have you back on we're getting close to the season and uh we welcome you how are you
2: uh doing good doing good I hate I, I just got your message but uh, look forward to talking about the Tigers and whatever you guys want to talk about. Listen, 15
1: mm. minutes, uh, I think, is a reasonable turnaround time for, a, for an interview <laughs> yeah. ask. Yeah, went the field,
2: got a shower, and got on the phone. <laughs> I sat down here at my desk and saw a, a text from West, so we're good to go.
1: Well, we're glad to have you. So, all right, let's talk about fall camp and how things have gone and off-season program. I mean, give me kind of a, to this point, update on how things have, have gone with your program as you guys get ready for the season.
2: Well, it's going pretty good. We've we've got we've got a veteran offense back. We've got ten starters back on offense, and the leading rushers back, and that eleventh guy is our quarterback that we lost in August last year, and he didn't play the didn't play the season. So it's pretty nice to have have Riley Harms back in there. So we feel like we feel like uh, we we've got a really good chance to to set a tone on offense. Our specialists are back with our snapper, our punter, our kicker, and our returners are back, and defensively, we've got six back, we've got a lot of young kids, a lot of good Arkansas talent that, that'll that'll show up in the secondary and at linebacker, and so we're excited about the entire team, and I know right now the energy's good, we're practicing good, we've had we beat each other up a little bit, but we'll get a second scrimmage in Friday morning and see if we can get a little better.
0: Do you consider Kendall Givens a returning starter, even though he looks like a totally different person?
2: Well, no, he, he really is the backup to T.J. Cole, but they really split time. I mean, both those guys play a, a critical role. And Kendall, Kendall just had a phenomenal year last year. You know, TJ rushed for sixteen, seventeen hundred, led the led the league, and just had a great year. But Kendall, Kendall led the league in touchdowns. I mean, he he's just a great back. And I tell you what else, Kendall's a great leader. I mean, the the city of Little Rock and and I know his high school program there. I know everybody's proud of Kendall. But if you knew Kendall. I know everybody knows him on the outside. But knew him on the inside. What a leader! What a guy! And what an inspiration for our team and, and really people in our community.
0: He came up and hung out with us at the TV station and the radio station one day. And coach, I didn't recognize him honestly the first time I saw him because he had lost so much weight. I mean, he looked totally different than what he looked like in high school.
2: Yeah, he, he's got his body right. He's still he's still thick and uses that weight and uses his, his size to an advantage. But uh, being in that that great shape right there has really helped him and he's really transformed his body. Yeah,
1: big fan of all the former warriors, you know that. Uh, <laughs> have you ever had two running backs combine for 40 touchdowns in a season coach? Well,
2: I don't know that I've had, had that. We've had we've had some good ones, you know Drew Harris when he was playing receiver and Walkett quarterback force, you know from Benton, he 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 led the league in touchdowns, so we we've, we've had some guys that have done that, but to combine like you say, probably not.
0: I look at some of these uh, names on, on your uh, roster, and I, I recognize a lot of them, and I want to get to them, but what about Chris Hightower coming over from UCA? What's he adding into the wide receiver room?
2: Well, you know, Chris, the learning process, he's only been here for about uh, five weeks, and, you know, just trying to trying to get his body right, trying to get back in shape, and trying to learn the playbook, and, and uh, right now we're hoping he'll have a, a good, solid role early in the season, but right now it's about learning and in uh, understanding your role and doing what you've got to do and and uh, he's doing that, he's doing a good job with it and hopefully he'll have a, a good solid role this year.
0: Another uh, transfer, you got JT Towers that was up in Fayetteville and played at Joe T. Robinson
2: Yeah, JT you know, JT's brother played here for me, Ty Towers and, and was a really good player from Star City and and uh, to have JT here, you know, Robinson guy and, and got that year of experience in four-year college ball too, it's good to have him as well he's a rotator right now he's backing up linebacker and he'll play a lot of football this year
1: coach you have created a monster down there um you know nine and two last year i mean give me like what's what's a nine and two season like i mean you you guys have set the bar so high did that feel like a disappointment in some ways
2: i'll tell you what it, it was a tough year it was a tough year for the guys just because we were coming off a couple of undefeated uh, conference seasons and three back-to-back uh, championships and and you know when it you're right when the bar set like that anything less than that is a disappointment and i've tried to tell these guys our league our league is so good i mean it's so hard to be undefeated and and but to get in the playoffs i mean just like last year nine and two you know there was a washroom team that was nine and two and somehow somehow they edged us out of the playoffs so you, you know you've got to You've got to, to be undefeated or have one loss to almost guarantee your yourself to get in. So it was a disappointment in some ways, but we grew a lot. I mean, we we had some guys that played that weren't expected to play that, that rose up and did a good job. So I was very proud of the team in the 9-2 season.
1: Talking to Washtenaw Baptist head coach Todd Knight on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, uh, we talked a lot about NIL on the show. What, what's the NIL impact at D2?
2: You know, I don't I don't think there's a, a huge impact there. I mean, most of these markets are gonna go after their 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 most highlighted players and, and really when you get right down to it, it doesn't even affect division one like everybody thinks it does because mm-hmm. it's only gonna be your top programs and your top guys. I mean, there's a lot of mid level division ones that, that don't get a lot of help in that area as well. So it's kind of the kind of the haves and have-nots, and and uh, you know I won't go too far with my opinion, but but man, I, I sure want to keep college football, college football, keep it scholastic, and and uh, keep guys getting great educations and and uh, building team instead of. Uh, Instead of one year at a time, you'd like to build a team over three or four years.
1: Yeah. Well, and you know what? D2 might be setting the bar for that, Coach, if you look at it. I mean, there's obviously a lot of movement in, at all levels, but maybe not quite as much at that level, and maybe FCS a little more. And obviously at the FBS level, we see guys bouncing around all the time to the point where LSU's quarterback, who didn't win the starting job, just said, I'm good, later. Thanks, college football. It was a, It was a good ride.
2: Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I mean, I've heard stories, you know, even – even at other programs where guys walk out, walk out right after the bowl game and say, okay, I'm going somewhere else. And I don't know. I, just, I guess, you know, for me, I, just the loyalty to your teammates, coaches to players, players to coaches. I, I'm old school a little bit in that and, and really caring about each other and, and building a family and a team. I think that's the most important thing, and sometimes we, we lose sight of that. And, but it, it is what it is. You have to deal with it. We have to make the best of it and, and move forward
1: have kids changed that much in your estimation the guys you recruit the guys you brought in the guys you've coached and how you deliver disappointing news like you're not going to be the starter or how they respond to that or is it pretty much the same for you
2: I really feel like kids are the same I think what's what's different is social media you know I I think the players are the same if you remove social media I don't think there's any difference in 20 30 years ago but with social media there's a there's an added pressure there's an added uh, there's an added discipline that you got to have. You know, all of a sudden, you know, when you're doing your man school, the first two weeks of the the camp, and trying to teach guys the, you know, to make wise decisions. You know, now social media is a huge part of what you do and who you bring in to talk to your players and and what you do with that with that area. And that's an area we didn't have years ago. And and again, it's here. There's nothing we can do about that. So we got to get better at it. Got to be smart and make good decisions. But there are some added pressures that i don't think we had, you know, 15 20 years ago.
0: You've got a couple of transfers on the team. Is is the transfer portal helping D2 at all? Like i mean, we hear about how many guys go in the portal and some of them are still stuck in the portal. Is is there an avenue for them to go to the D2 level?
2: Yeah, i, I really don't, you know, when i when i look at percentages and graduation rates, i don't know how good the portal is at this level. There's a lot of guys that go in if you knew how many guys were scholarship walk on how many guys graduated, I think it would it would change the perspective across the country, but nobody really sees those numbers, the coaches and probably the NCAA. So, you know, I would say I would say it's not that big a deal. And for us, you know, you just mentioned it. I mean I've got a few transfers here, not many, but if you think about ours, I mean Clayton Nelson from CrossFit that went to Navy, JT Towers from Robinson that went to Arkansas, Jack's Gasway from Star City that went to Arkansas State. I mean, these kids are kids that we recruited on the front end. We're, we're not going in the portal and recruiting.
0: Hmm. We're
2: recruiting kids that, that uh, we recruited on the front end, and that's that's really who we are and how we're going to do it. And I, I think there's probably a lot of programs that do that. But, you know, on the Division One level, if you lose 20 guys in the, in the portal, you, you probably got to go back into the portal unless they were freshmen because you've got to replace – you need to replace the same year or right, close to the same year – uh, to keep your keep your team moving forward and, and keep a good roster.
0: Coach, are you guys close? I mean, what you a week and uh two days? Nine days away?
2: Well, we're, we're a couple of we yeah, about nine days, a couple of weeks away and, and uh, uh we play that, that first Thursday right there and, and uh, looking forward to teaming it up. We go to Oklahoma this year September the first is the game. So like I say we're a couple of weeks away and looking forward to looking forward to playing some ball.
1: Any feelings on the rest of the league? I mean, obviously, you guys and Harding were basically picked, you know, one and 1A, I mean, kind of a toss-up there. But the rest of the league, I mean, they, every time we talk to you, it's like, you know, the improving nature of it, and certainly the Oklahoma schools have come along.
2: Well, you know, if you look at it, you know, we lost to Southeastern last year, and Southeastern Oklahoma, you know, ended up uh, in a bowl game. Oklahoma Baptist ended up being a, a, bowl, a bowl game team and won their bowl game. So you've got two teams standing there, right, right there that that we know are are, are ready to go. And then when you look at you look at Arkansas, I mean everybody. I mean hud has got his quarterback back down there. UAM they're, they're gonna they're gonna be really good. Kyle's got a you know some time under his belt at Tech. That that group will be ready. And you know you, you can't ever underestimate uh, Scott. He does such a great job at Henderson, and of course Paul over there at Harding and it's just a it's a great league it's a lot of great schools in Arkansas a lot of great coaches and it'll it'll be a fight to the finish I can guarantee you you know the the, the rival games in state have gotten huge you know there's more than just that one game in mm-hmm. state because recruiting's at stake and and uh, it's it's territorial for sure and, and the facilities have gotten so good so it's it's a dogfight in state and it always will be and there's a lot of a lot of good schools. I mean, Southern Arkansas's got a new coach. He's done a great job getting those guys ready to go. And I've heard him speak a time or two. And sounds like sounds like they've got their group ready. So it it's going to be a fight all year.
1: Christian, mark the tape. Uh, there was an OBU guy on the air that talked nice about Henderson State for a minute. So just just mark that down. <laughs>
2: well, I wasn't talking nice. Now I was just saying. But that, you were being that complimentary. Good, How about that? They've got a good football team, and yep. you and you've got to be ready to play every week. That's and, right. And and uh, especially in state. Because of the rival games,
0: OBU had a player uh, taken in the NFL draft last year. Greg, junior coach, what are you hearing about Greg at at Jaguars camp?
2: Well, we talked to Greg every every few days, and sounds like camp's going pretty good. And you know, I watched that. I got to watch the Hall of Fame game because they were the opening game, and and uh, you know, Cliff Harris was there too, so he was able to watch Greg a little bit. I mean, thought he had a really good second half. He played most of the third, most of the fourth quarter. I didn't see, you know, from my standpoint, I didn't see any, you know, mistakes. I didn't see any missed tackles. I didn't see any busted coverages, and I saw him flying to the ball. So, you know that that's what you got to do. And and uh, you know, there's no guarantee. I mean, you get drafted, you get signed, and make a little money on the front end. But then you you got to you got to ball out, and and you never know. You you could end up on another team or right there. So, you know, we're pulling for him. We know he's doing a great job, and. You know all the all the vibes and communication we've had with people over there. Say so he's right on track.
1: Coach, good luck! Thank you for the time. Appreciate it very much.
2: Okay, guys, thank y'all. Thank all right, you, coach.
1: Care.